It's time for Roadworthy Drive, America's premier mobility news and technology talk show. Ken loves talking about breaking mobility news, while Sasha loves sharing the latest in new technology. So ready or not, the opinionated duo with a futuristic twist, here's Ken and Sasha. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. You're listening to hour number two of Roadworthy Drive, America's premier mobility news and technology talk show. We are... Ken Chester and Sasha J. Little. Sasha J. J for jump in. Oh, my goodness. Your (laughs) hosts and official guides for the hour. So glad you could join us. On tap, delectable morsels of mobility news from the parts bin, my review of the all-new vehicle designed for the modern urban explorer, the 2019 Lexus UX, a luxury compact crossover, and, of course, the popular Tech with Sasha segment. Yes. And, yes... We plan to get to all of that in this hour. But before we do, if you want to connect with the show, call or text the Roadworthy Driveline, that number, 872-222-9793, or email me, ken at roadworthydrive.net. Either way, we'll get you hooked up to me and Sasha. Or Sasha says Sasha. Sasha and I. Yeah. English. What? Anyway, don't be shy. We really do want to hear from you. Speaking of being heard, please say hi to my rarely caffeinated, always opinionated co-host, that ray of sunshine on a freshly washed weekend morning, Sasha J. Little. Right. Hello, hello. How, how, how. How things? How, how are things? Things are fine with me. We're hoping that things will be fine with you later, uh, uh, transportation-wise. We are, in fact, hoping that things will be fine with me Later. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping you don't take it out on the program, though. Uh, uh, you're a little wound up about uh, your transportation situation. I, I, I am. I yeah. am. There's going to be a, a Sasha rant, run rant worthy moment. Seg- moment. And uh, the moment's going to run the whole segment. It's going to run segments three and four. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah, we're going to wrap it up with the. Uh, so is this like DefCon one? This is. I mean, we are in orange. Oh my. Yes. Not um, quite red, though. Not quite red. Okay. Uh, we're that shade that, you know, when you're technically running a red light, but you're not really running the red light. Well, you know what? Let me see if I can knock that down a notch. Okay. What you got for me? Uh, plug-in hybrid. Okay. Plug-in uh, hybrid. Yes. Does it still take gasoline? Uh, that's why it's a hybrid. Right. Not so, an electric it's a hybrid electric. Right. Me, uh, but wait a minute. I got another thing for you. Uh-huh. Wait for it. I'm, I'm standing. Ford F-250 Super Duty plug-in hybrid <sighs> compared to the diesel. Yeah. Okay. Now, when you say this, mm-hmm. all right, like I, I mm-hmm. have seen this, mm-hmm. but when you say this, mm-hmm. what is the what is the power capabilities of the plug-in versus the diesel? I don't understand that there's any degradation in power. I didn't say that How, there would be. However, mm. according to the preliminary testing, yeah. fleets can expect fuel economy to increase by 50%. That's not nothing to shake your head at. New. Did I mention an F-250 Super Duty? Yeah, you did. And here's the kicker. Uh-huh. You can't buy it from the Ford Motor Company. Mm, why not? Ford don't do it. It's a modified Super Duty pickup uh-huh. that's available for a corporate or government fleet. 
Uh, it is made by, let me see, who does this? Uh, it's a company called XL. Um, let me see. Okay, so they, this they is be- like, this is, they took a Ford F-250. Yes. And then they did a modify, almost like what we see with, at like CES or something like that, well, where they, they take a vehicle and then they- They added uh, electric, an electric motor okay. and made it a hybrid. So you have both the elect. You still have the gasoline engine uh-huh. and the electric motor. Okay. Okay. In a hybrid situation, depending on how they decide to engineer it, it will either be uh, where either the gasoline engine helps the the electric engine. That's okay. Or the electric engine helps the gasoline engine. Okay. And in doing that, usually it allows you to put out a smaller gasoline engine, which means less pollution, higher fuel economy, because you've got the added grunt. Of the electric motor, and All that, right. and here's the thing: as we always reported with the electric motor, that torque is available immediately at demand. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. immediately from zero, from the time you hit the gas pedal, it's there. Unlike a vehicle, a regular gasoline vehicle, that you've got to work up to a speed to get the fullness of the power. Yeah. With an electric motor, that power is available immediately when you hit the gas pedal. It's there. Ludicrous speed. Pretty much. Go. Yeah, but you don't have the. Oh, you don't have the sound. I do not. No. Did you want me to get it? If you wait right there. No, that that's totally okay. Uh huh. Uh, they didn't get into all the numbers. Okay. Uh, The name. I mean, it's it's not important because I was thinking that. Well, let me get back to this. The name of the company, so we're clear, Uh is XL Fleet Electrification. Oh, okay. Now they said that they didn't give a range. Yeah. And they didn't say anything about charging times. <laughs> but what they also said <laughs> was that the hi- the hybrid version of this F-250 uh-huh. gives you a 33% reduction in greenhouse gas emissions. Okay, but how much is it? They don't quote a price. Okay, so... Because, but well, hold on, because remember I said up front, corporate or government fleet. So Joe Q Public can't walk into his Ford dealer and get one. Okay, but I'm also saying that if they're going to make this kind of uh, press release, mm-hmm. okay, these are pertinent information. Like, let's say that I happen to be reading this and I want to take it to my boss. So now I have to call you? Duh. <sighs> that That is called business. If you call, it means you're interested, and I can quote you the price for your needs. But what you're missing, Sasha, mm. is because they're, make, they're marketing this to fleets, yeah. it has a greater potential of lowering substantially greenhouse gases, CO2 emissions, carbon monoxide pollution goes down because instead of onesies, twosies, you're looking at 50, 100 or more vehicles in a fleet being converted. Do you think that this is going to make it more attractive to... Um, let's just say the DOT in certain states. Absolutely. Here's the best part. Even with all that modification. Modification. The original Ford factory warranty is still in effect. Really? Yeah. I was actually just going to ask that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does not void the warranty. Okay. They've been doing this since 2009. They first started oh. with an F-150 plug-in hybrid. Okay. And they've sold thousands of these to companies like the city of Boston, city of Seattle, Coca-Cola, Verizon, and even Yale University. 
And I am going to assume, because they've been doing it since 2009, mm-hmm. um, and they've already established these kinds of orders with previous governments and so so forth, mm-hmm. that they have had positive reviews. Massachusetts would be a winter-type environment. Mm-hmm. Oh, they'd love that. Right. Its vehicles have managed to save more than 1 million gallons of fuel okay. while keeping an estimated 13 metric tons of CO2 out of the atmosphere. I would still be very, very interested in hearing the state of Massachusetts. I, I would like to know how it worked for them. I mean, Massachusetts, I'm from there. No. It doesn't get that cold. Not like out here. Oh, wow. No. I mean, it gets cold. I mean, you're looking at bitter cold in Massachusetts uh-huh. is zero. Really, really, really cold, uh-huh. 10 below. Unlike out here where <laughs> you ain't 40. even uh, yeah. 40 to 60 below and you just get well, warmed up for like, really yeah, nasty. Wind chills. Yeah. Okay. And actual temperatures. Uh, changing gears. Again. Uh, Bentley. <sighs> hydrogen fuel. Hydro- uh, hydrogen's a thing for them. I uh, Hydrogen. Uh, yeah. Here's what blows my mind. They are what you consider a boutique manufacturer. Yes, they are. They don't build that many. No, they and don't. And they're custom. And, and they're all in, not just for plug-in hybrids and fu- and full electric battery vehicles. That's true. Now they're in to hydrogen fuel vehicles Yeah, are a thing that they're looking at. It's got to mean something when a small company is not just looking at, oh, we're just going to do a hybrid or, oh, we're just going to do a battery electric. and <laughs> say, no, 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 no. We're doing hybrids. Yeah. We're doing electrics and we're going to do hydrogen fuel cell electrics as well, which is not the type of thing you would expect a smaller company with the bigger cost because there's no big infrastructure set up for hydrogen fuel cell, hydrogen fueling, fuel cell operation, parts, service, all that. But they're looking at it, which tells me that. As far as electric-powered vehicles, mm-hmm. everything's on the table. Well, okay, but now with something like this with Bentley, because as you said, they are a small, you know... Boutique manufacturer. Yeah, boutique. Would they be buying the or, or patent the fuel technology for their vehicles from another... I wouldn't be surprised if they, they were licensing to... a patent okay. and doing some work yeah. as far as integrating it into their cars in the future. Right. In any case, they don't see one on the road until after 2025, which still, folks, is only six years away. Oh, my god! So it's not forever. Coming up, my review of the all-new Lexus UX Luxury Compact Crossover. You don't want to miss this. Roadworthy Drive is a cornerstone of the Roadworthy Drive radio network. If you're just tuning in, we are Ken and Sasha of Roadworthy Drive. Welcome. I didn't realize that freedom was another word for Dotson. 
That was news to me. Ever happen to worry about going anywhere? Because you're always broke down. Actually, no. Uh, they made their reputation with high quality vehicles. Did they? Datsun, Honda, Toyota. Yeah, in the 70s and early 80s. Yeah. Yeah, that is <laughs> the import wave that put Detroit on notice. Oh, I did Actually, not know. Yes. And uh, oh, by the way, Datsun, um, another word for Nissan. Ah. They went. They were known by Datsun in the United States. Uh, they adopted the corporate name in 1983. So the way that they were known the rest of the world over. Not really sure why they were introduced as Datsun in America, but uh, that's history. That that um, elementary, my dear Watson. Little history. Well, he's not going to get the Sherlock reference. No, not at all. Okay. During this segment, folks, I want to introduce you to Lexus' first entry into the growing compact crossover SUV statement, and it's its smallest crossover ever, called the UX, and was introduced this year. Uh, the first thing you may not realize is that it's related to the Toyota CHR, which is kind of a funky-looking crossover, but they're related, chassis-wise. This was first introduced at the Geneva Auto Show last March, and the all-new Lexus uh, UX crossover, I keep wanting to call it UV, it's the smallest in the automaker's lineup. And the UX, obviously, stands for Urban Explorer. Available in base, luxury, and F-sport trim levels, base power is generated by a new 2-liter four-cylinder gasoline engine bolted to, get this, a 10-speed automatic transmission. Now, for the base UX200, all-wheel drive is not available. If you're an economical motorist, Lexus also offers the, Q, the UX250H hybrid. The hybrid, interestingly enough, is available and only in four-wheel drive or all-wheel drive and is powered by the same two-liter four-cylinder engine combined with two permanent magnet electric motors with a planetary power split device and a nickel metal hydride battery pack. Fuel economy numbers for these vehicles, 29 city, 37 highway for the front-wheel drive UX200, and believe it or not, Sasha, 41 city, 38 highway for the UX250H all-wheel drive hybrid. In case you were wondering, there's no, how much, there's no information on how much it can tow or if towing is even recommended, and I looked. Drivers who want a more aggressive look can upgrade to the optional F-Sport trim. The F-Sport turns things up a notch with the exclusive suspension tuning, which includes revised springs and stabilizer bars for a tire ride. The F-Sport also features unique exterior styling cues that differentiate it from the regular UX models. The F-Sport exclusive interior includes highly supported front seats, a digitally rendered instrument meter that features a movable ring inspired by the Lexus uh, LFA sport, uh, supercar, a, per a perforated leather-trimmed, F-Sport steering wheel with paddle shifters, leather trim, perforated shift knob, 8-inch color display and aluminum pedals, door scuffs, plates, and footrests complete the look. Needless to say, I got to spend the week with the UX200 and F-Sport trim. Now, here's what I liked about the vehicle. Like any Lexus I've ever driven, there's a certain reassuring bank vault solidness to the vehicle. It's substantial without being heavy or awkward. Overall, switches and knobs were easy to find and use, and I didn't have to break out the owner's manual in order to figure out how to set the radio, and don't laugh. I've had to do that on some upscale vehicles. Up at speed, the, US, the, U, I'm sorry, the UXF Sport. 
can easily hold its own without a turbo, not easily ruffled or distracted by road imperfections or nasty crosswinds. That's the good news. Here's what I didn't like about it. First of all, again, I'm on this rant, small gas tank. And I really feel I'm being shortchanged, although the UX gets pretty good gas mileage even with the gasoline engine. I don't feel I'm getting the full benefit since the tank is only 12.4 gallons. And the hybrid, it's even less at 10.6. So as a result, my overall range tends to be on the lower end of what's considered average, usually 350 to 400 miles per tank, and I'm about 320-ish. Also... All-wheel drive is not available on the gasoline version of this. I got to upgrade to the hybrid to get the benefit of all-wheel drive. Uh, Lexus, not cool. Finally, although the UX is a pretty good cruiser once you get it to good old Midwest interstate cruising altitude, <laughs> I mean speed, you have to put your foot in it to get it to respond. This is more of an issue in the urban markets where this vehicle is being offered. Short off-ramps and tight urban situations call for right-now response, and I'm hoping that Lexus might address these issues in the future. Cool tech. Optional parking support alert and parking support brake. Parking support alert can detect crossing vehicles from the sides and static vehicles in front or behind the UX when parking over a broad range of conditions than previous systems and uses digital camera images on the center display along with audibles to warn the driver. Parking brake support acts, adds throttle and braking control to the parking support alert to reduce the possibility of contact with moving objects ahead or behind the UX when parking. And I like that. Here's the thing on this. It's a nice new entry from Lexus for those urban dwellers who want upscale different. Everybody's going to a urban crossover. It's smaller. Um, it's more versatile. That's a thing. Uh, if for somebody who's looking for something different and looking for something solid and maybe looking for their first Lexus, this is a great way to go. Now, my issue, it could use more low-end grunt. If you've ever been in the city and trying to get on a uh, in-town highway and you've got to put your foot in it, this thing's a little slow. And I'm hoping, again, that Lexus will address that issue because it really could use that added grunt in those situations. Let me give you the base MSRP. Uh, it's a little more than you might think. It's $32,000 for the base UX200 up to 39,200 for the UX200 I'm sorry the L let me try it again it's the <laughs> UX200H luxury the destination charges add $1,025 so while this vehicle uh is a sight to behold uh like I said I liked it a lot um but I wasn't thrilled with interior space it was obviously built for somebody a lot younger than me but again if you're looking for something different upscale tasteful and you don't want to get overwhelmed by the technology there's enough there where it counts but not so much that you've got to break out the book or take an extra course then this is your vehicle so for that next week and you're going to want to stay tuned for this i review the completely redesigned Toyota Avalon Hybrid Sedan. Another hybrid, something to think about. <laughs> so you're going to want to look out for that because I'm excited about it.
looks real pretty. When we return, it's Tech with Sasha. <laughs> Get you some of that. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. You are tuned in to Roadworthy Drive. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. You're riding shotgun with Ken and Sasha. This is Roadworthy Drive. For those new listeners that haven't checked out our website, might I ask, why not? We built it just for you. With so much more, we plan to add. That's right. And with the website, we are going to be adding more wheels of non-consent as that becomes more active this spring. Mm -hmm. And we, we are... should have the problems resolved by then. Right. Yeah. Right. Lawyers. And we're hoping to, of course, that's where our podcasts are. We're going to get more as the weather decides to cooperate and we're not iced in, snowed in, or flooded in, mm -hmm. thanks to that beachfront property wait, wait, right does outside. Does anybody know where I can get an ark? <laughs> get an arc. I'm just saying. Right? It's an unexpected time for, you know, yacht sales to be going All off I've the charts. All I've seen is animals two by two. Right? Uh, Trucking just, along. Yep. Trucking along. Mm -hmm. So um, we're hoping to actually get more uh, videos of Ken and I with whatever vehicle he happens to get and really taking advantage of that. Mm -hmm. But we're really incorporating it to a... A, a chance for you guys to see what we do, how we do it, the and process. And interact with us. And interact with us. Mm -hmm. um, of course, you can also interact with us on Facebook yep. and, and Twitter. Because we be a Twitter patent. Yeah, a lot of Twitter patents. Right. On. So you'll want to make sure to like the page, Tech mm -hmm. with Sasha, and of course, um, Roadworthy Drive. Roadworthy Drive. Thank you. Uh, or Tech with Sasha. It's and not always about you. It is actually. Ugh. Like 100% all the no. time. Mm. We just bring you along because, you know. Wow. <laughs> I, th th there's so much wrong with that. I'm not even going to touch it. I know. I know. Mm. But it, it, yeah. Yeah. But in any case, folks, uh -huh. we did it all for you. We Where did. Where can they find us podcast-wise? Uh, podcast-wise, we are actually on Spotify, mm -hmm. Google Play, Tuned In, and then um, Stitcher. Yeah. And, and we're, we're, we're working, working on Blueberry and the and Fruits. And Fruits. Yeah. The fruits. Yeah. iTunes, folks, for those of you that don't know, Ugh. Sasha has a thing about the fruit. I have. And if you've seen the, the red circle, then you would also understand, or the circle, you would also understand my thing with the fruit. Let the fruit alone. <laughs> I'm In any case, folks, do be sure to like us on Facebook. Yes. And now, because it's time, and you have been so good. Have they? It's Tech with Sasha. Hello, everyone. And I, Sasha's a little upset. Do, do we this need week. The, the rant uh, disclaimer? I mean, do you have that ready? I, I wish I, I did. I have spent the last couple hours warning you that it is going to be a rant-worthy moment. All I'm saying is remember, it's a family show. It is a family show. The FCC is listening. Yes, they are. And uh, we don't want to ruffle feathers at the FCC. I mean, they might want to dampen themselves so the feathers are not easily as ruffled right now. I gotcha. It is all I'm saying. Go for it. So let me just explain to you my dream driving situation and then you might be able to understand why i am all for electric one and two subscription or and subscription for two yeah okay so um for my vehicle i normally typically put on right around between 900 and 1100 miles right around a week 
mm-hmm. but every seven days because of transportation to work, taking the kids to school, so on and so forth, and where I live. Now, granted, where I live is my own personal choice. Okay, so I understand that. Rural America. Rural America forever and always mm-hmm. because I like that I can just let my children play in the front yard and not have to worry about craziness. So today or this week, I had, and of course I'm not driving a brand new vehicle because people are rude when you have a brand new vehicle. And I got tired of coming out of the grocery store with evidence of how rude people were with my brand new vehicle. And then, of course, Bambi hit my vehicle twice while I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. Well, you know what they say, don't fear for deer. <laughs> right. I did not. But my insurance company chose to, like, still put it as a knock against me because, They you know, didn't put it against Bambi? They did not wow. hold Bambi accountable wow. for his uh, suicide. Uh, uh, no, isn't that <laughs> called Sasha's uninsured car. and uninsured Bambi? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, just, just. I, uh, yeah, the DO or the, I love how like the government, like your state government, the our deer, state our, government. yeah, our state government is, uh, the deer is their, you know, possession until. until it hits your car. And then all of a sudden, no, no, that's not ours. That's not ours. So anyway, um, after, you know, rude people, I decided not to put a whole lot of money in my mode of transportation. So I'm driving a 2002 Pontiac, Montana. My week started out taking the children to school. My back tire blew out. Uh, Friends came to the rescue, bought a brand new back tire. Fine. The following day, taking the children to school, the other back tire blew. Friends had to come to the rescue again. Love my friends. I about to say, shout out to the friends. (laughs) Shout out to Scooter and Audrey. What, what? Thank you. Um, And then uh, uh, had another brand new tire put on. So you're two on the for back. two now. I'm two for two, right? Mm-hmm. So then I don't drive my vehicle for a while. And then I have to come to Des Moines for the wonderful um, I- Podcast, Podcast Iowa, Iowa Convention. Yeah. And it was very, very awesome. Had a great time. Met wonderful people. Uh, but my car started to wobble just a little bit as I pulled wobble? into the motel. Was it Wobble Peyton? It, it, <laughs> it was a Wobble Peyton and... Well, I didn't know. It's, you know, we Twitter paid here. Right. Right. So, you know, and I asked you to, you know, just air up the tire for me. Mm. And uh, it was still doing that. So then I took it into Walmart and then we decided to come to the studio. studio. Right. And Walmart calls me and the band had broken inside the tire. And it's called the belt. The the belt had broken inside the tire and the steel was poking outside and there was no way that they could put it on. So now I am three for four. Three for three. Three tires. Three tires. Three three tires tires for four. Right? I remember those. Right? Right? So I told them go ahead and uh, got rescued again uh, by someone else. And I now have four brand new tires. So wait a minute. You went, how did you get from three to four? Because at this point, um, my friend was like, you know what? Just replace both front tires. Um, consider it a birthday slash Christmas gift and you're welcome. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Many thanks. However, it brought to uh, brought up a very serious situation for me because I was talking to some friends of mine about vehicle ownership. Okay. And is it worth it? Depends. I think that, I mean, for a lot of people, all of us aren't driving a five, six-year-old vehicle. 
Some of us are driving cars that are 16, 17, 20 years old because that's all that we can afford via credit issues or monetary, or maybe we just don't want to drive something newer. Point of information, the average age of an American vehicle on the road yep. today. Go ahead and tell 11 it. 11 years. Yeah. Um, bear in mind a couple other facts. There are 250 million uh, vehicles on the road in the United States retail. Approximately 10% of that, well, no, I'm sorry, about 5% of that, or roughly 11 million vehicles, are scrapped a year. Mm -hmm. Continue. Yeah. So it got me thinking because I have done, and I'm sure past listeners know, I have talked about vehicle subscription models. Canvas! Since I first came out with Canvas! Shout out to Canvas. Uh-huh. Um, are they even still around? They are still around. They're just not here. Uh -huh. They're not. They're, they're not right They're not returning here. your calls, Sasha. They What's are up not. with that? They are not. Um, I think they kind of scaled back. I think they're more of like a, they're California? more of a rental oh, as really? opposed to, yeah. Ooh, I mean, they really, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So for me, what's coming up next is the alternative to car ownership. And finally, more tech with Sasha. Sit tight. Roadworthy Drive is America's premier mobility news and technology talk show. This is the fourth and final segment of this hour number two of Roadworthy Drive. We are Ken and Sasha at your service so that you can keep abreast of everything going on concerning mobility and you. And now because she doesn't like to be kept waiting... It's back to Tech with Sasha. Hello, hello, everyone. So this hour or this week, we are talking about vehicle subscription models um, and basically another alternative to actually owning a car, because with my particular situation, it brought up the cost and is the convenience of, you know, or I guess the prestige of saying I own my car. Is it worth the oh, look. It's knocking differently and trip to the mechanic or, oh, look, a nail or, oh, look, a tire blowout or, you know, oh, et look, cetera. a deer or, or look, a deer and more, you know, credit or not credit, but debt incurred because mm -hmm. now I'm in upside down in the next vehicle. I mean, uh. yeah. So um, Ken brought up a very good point during the break. And when we're talking about car subscriptions, we're talking about paying either directly to the car uh, maker or a third-party service like Canvas or, um, let's see, what was the other one? Fair. Fair. Uh, there's another one called uh, Free. But you're paying them a monthly fee to drive this vehicle that typically you would pick out. Um, sometimes it's uh, you get a certain amount of mileage. Other times it's unlimited mileage. But it's... an most of the time, it's an all-inclusive package. So Okay, but Sasha, how does that differ from leasing? Well, with leasing, it's almost, it deals a lot with your credit. Right. Um, it's generally for those that have um, healthy credit or upper-tier credit. Actually, better credit than buying the vehicle, which is weird. Yeah, because you have to give it back. Yeah. Um, your leasing, typically, you have heavy, heavy mileage restrictions um they are set at let's see you've actually done leasing a lot so what is your highest 
mileage package that they do without buying more miles? 12,000 miles. Yeah. And then it used to be 15. You have to buy that. Yeah. But I think the other thing, what you're talking about, particularly in the um, subscription plan, mm -hmm. it's not necessarily has to be a new car. No, it doesn't. And that, I think, is the big It's difference. actually, uh, most of them are previous leased vehicles, pre-leased mm -hmm. vehicles that are now, they're finding another use for them. Yeah. That means lower cost people. Yeah, it does. Because you're not taking the depreciation hit yep. on leasing a new car and the cost of money. Uh, also, because it has some mileage on it, uh, a positive way to look at that is whatever problems there were, were largely worked out by now. Yeah. Yeah. So with leasing, that's one thing that it's not necessarily attractive to someone like me because of the miles that I put on a vehicle. Um, also, I have children, which means that there's going to be wear and tear inside the vehicle. Critters. Right. And yeah. critters and so on and so forth. It's also different from renting a car. If you call up, you know, Hertz or Enterprise or something like that, they do have the availability to do long term. Um, I think Hertz, no, Enterprise actually did like a month to month or if you sign like a six month type thing, but it's not completely all inclusive. Uh, obviously, you have to add the insurance type thing to that. And it tends to be a little bit more. It tends to be pricier than just buying a vehicle. Mm -hmm. um, when you're looking into car subscription, one of my favorite platforms of all time was Canvas. Mm -hmm. um, Canvas took previously used uh, vehicles and basically they allowed you to sign a, um, they would ask you how long you wanted your agreement for up front. They would offer unlimited mileage. And for like a 2000, I think I just priced one, 2015 Ford Focus SE, I believe was the package, uh, unlimited miles, it was only going to cost me like 500, 500 and some change a month. Mm -hmm. Now, with Canvas, though, every month that I kept that vehicle, mm -hmm. my payment would go down. Mm -hmm. um, I love that package availability. But a lot of these car subscription, they're not in all 50 states. They're very hodgepodge. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the other advantages of a subscription plan, Sasha, is the fact that you're not locked into a long-term agreement. No, you're not. Uh, unlike a lease. Yep. Um, or minimums that you would have to for rental. Right. Now, we followed this, mm -hmm. and we know that it, that it's becoming a big thing with new car uh, manufacturers, <laughs> uh, Volvo, Mercedes, BMW, simply because, to be blunt, the price of those cars has gotten high. Book by Cadillac was one thing. And they actually restarted Book by Cadillac. Again, kind of different, though. They mm -hmm. revamped it yeah. because they shut, put it on hold November of last year. Was it? And then they came back briefly. Uh, they are starting theirs up in February of this year. But here's the part that killed me in that particular case. Yeah, Book right. By Cadillac, the monthly. $1,500 a month. Yeah. But in their subscription plan, you could switch vehicles. Yes, you they could. They didn't say how often, but you could. Yeah. Uh, which is something a lease or a rental situation would not let you do. Yep. Uh, you weren't as bound long-term for that. And again, like Sasha said, the mileage. Uh, it's typically all-inclusive, although there is some issues with the dealers uh, with respect to whether or not it's legal, according to franchise law, with the manufacturer offering basically a one-price-fits-all situation, yeah, Volvo regardless was, of credit. Yeah, Volvo was an issue yeah, and Volvo are looking at that issue. in a number of states. Yeah. Uh, as far as the plan goes, uh, think of subscription as all of the advantages of 
leasing or rental without all of the restrictions. And I get where you're going, and I totally understand that, Ken. I do. But for me, my main reason for wanting to get out of the car ownership pitfall Mm -hmm. is just the unexpected. I don't want to have to worry about Bambi. I don't want to have to worry about, you know, the distracted driver, the drunk driver, the drowsy driver, the the people at the parking lots. I don't like the fact that I work hard for my money. Mm -hmm. And even if I'm paying... $15,000 15000 for a vehicle, mm-hmm. all right? Let's say that I decide to put some decent money into it. Mm-hmm. I go to Walmart in the parking lot, come out, and because Joe Betty decided to, you know, swing their door open because they don't like the fact that, you know, either they're having a bad day or the kids did it or something like that. Now, I've got a dent or I've got a nick, and now all of a sudden my car that I'm putting good hard money into. Ah, but that brings up a point. <laughs> yes. Aren't you going to get nicked in either subscription plan for damage. No. No, because what how it works out with uh Canvas and how it works out with like Fair mm-hmm. is that if that happens, mm-hmm. I instantly take a picture mm-hmm. of the vehicle and they actually go after they actually coerce with where, wherever I was parked or something like that if I happen to see it something like that. Okay. But there is like a wear and tear agreement in there. So when, un, so unlike rental or unlike right. other options you don't get stuck yeah. with damage. And you're not and it's debt free. I mean, yeah, you're paying the money, but you're also paying for peace of mind. You don't have to worry about it. Oh well. Well we'll see. Maybe you'll end up with a subscription plan in the I'm, near future. I'm looking at fair right now. We've come to the end of our visit for this week. On behalf of Sasha and myself, thank you for listening. Be sure to tune in next week when we do it all again. Bye bye. Bye, folks. Roadworthy Drive is a copyrighted presentation of the Roadworthy Drive radio network. Any rebroadcast, retransmission, or any other use is prohibited without the written consent of Roadworthy Drive Productions Incorporated.